What's up guys, good morning. We are live in the studio recording a new episode of the Young Adults Today podcast where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm joined today by my wife and co-host, Micah Keneally. Micah, thanks for being here, downtown Minneapolis. Me. Oh, of course, every We're time. Excited. And hey, <laughs> will you introduce our special guest on the show today? Yes, I would love to introduce our wonderful new friend, Pastor Andrew Matrone. And here's a little bit about him. Andrew grew up in Springfield, Missouri, where he played football, played football, and played football. After pursuing his now wife, Jerrica, for years, the two married and headed out to Denver, Colorado to help work out then an upcoming Red Rocks Church. Andrew has been working at Red Rocks Church for over nine years. That's awesome. And standing, or started as the OG janitor. And if you don't know what OG is, this is what I learned today. I'm like, what in the heck does that mean? Josiah said, <laughs> original. So I learned something new. OG. OG. And also he started and helped the Red Rocks youth group grow into what it is today and now leading the 20-something ministry of Red Rocks along with his wife and his amazing little man, Abe. So we are so excited for what um, Andrew has to share with us today. And we just want to say, Andrew, we love and respect the ministry of Red Rocks. We are so excited um, that you are on the podcast as well as a new friend. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you're listening, you can also join us and the audience at youngadults.today. Awesome. I love it. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Of course. And... Um, Andrew, we're going to dive in and get started here, but I just have to say this. Last night, Micah was leading an event, and so I had a little bit of free time to myself and was on Facebook for something, and I all of a sudden scroll across Red Rocks Young Adults live stream. Oh, awesome. I love it. And worship was insane. I was just live streaming and feeling like I'm entering into the presence of God. Wow. And um, and then your preaching came on, and Red Rocks is an amazing ministry rocking young adult ministry. I know there's Red Conference, Red Rocks Young yeah. Adults, and there's the YouTube channel, live stream. Um, first time I've live streamed in, I've watched the YouTube channel many times, but yeah. wow, what an amazing ministry. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. We love it, man. It's the best thing in the world. Love it. Well, so Andrew, we would like to get to know you and so would our audience. Could you share a little bit about your background, how you began to follow Jesus, and how yeah. in the world did you find yourself in this thing called young adult ministry? Yeah, um, man, pastor's kid, so grew up in the church, and you know, I was never burned by ministry, uh, but I, I definitely didn't feel called to be a pastor like my dad. <laughs> Um, didn't really have any desire, uh, but just kind of always felt these little nudges, never had a moment where the heavens opened. And I felt like God was like, you're going to be a pastor, but just these little nudges here and there. Um, and when I was 16, uh, I had an interim youth pastor and he was with us for nine months in a really tough season of my life. But then he moved out to Denver to plant Red Rocks church. And so fast forward, uh, five years later, I'm a lost 21 year old. Uh, graduating college, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Called him. He said, hey, why don't you come out and intern? And so I moved out to Red Rocks Church. Still not really knowing if I want to do ministry, but just kind of felt like I trust this guy because he was uh, an impact to me when I was 16. And I moved into his basement, and I was the janitor at the church for 10 months. The OG. Yeah, the OG janitor, man. So... <laughs> Yeah, I worked at a factory um, in Aurora, Colorado, 
in the morning and I would drive out and I would intern during the day at Red Rocks and I would clean at night and after services and um, a really, really trying, difficult time. But in that moment, I just started kind of uh, finding a new passion for for the Lord and for ministry. Um, And then kind of push came to Michelle like, hey, would you want to be a youth pastor here and, and kind of help with our young adults as well. And, and so I did that. And so then over time I took over the youth ministry. And so I was with Red Rocks youth for about nine years and got to be a part of uh, launching all of our multi-site and raising up youth pastors and all that. And then uh, just some stuff opened up and I kind of felt like the next move was to put someone else in charge of youth. Cause I, I wasn't losing vision for it, but I felt like it was time for uh, someone to do something maybe what I could not accomplish. And so uh, I still oversee kids, youth, young adults in our internship program uh, as an oversight, but but now I've kind of fully moved into that young adult space. And I love it, man. I love it so much. So that's kind of my, my, my abbreviated story. We love that. And we we know that a lot of the listeners could be in a potential role, just like you described, like you're, you maybe start in youth, but you kind of transition into young adults as your life goes on and kind of how God leads. Um, But we also want to hear from you because of the new role that you have. You have multiple hats. So you're doing youth groups, you're doing internships, and then you're doing young adults on top of that. Um, Andrew, what would you say is your philosophy of leadership over these ministries? Right. You know, I, I think uh, I think when it comes to kind of my tagline for, for youth is your life matters. Um, and if I could get a, a teenage student to be like, man, my life matters. My life has value. Um, we're tilling soil in youth ministry. I don't even know if we're planting seeds in youth ministry. We're tilling soil. And so with my youth pastors, I'm like, look, uh, when you preach and kids don't listen and you walk away frustrated, if if your mindset is that you're watering, you're going to be really frustrated. If your mindset is I'm tilling soil so that in a few years someone can plant some seed and then in a few years someone can water, it changes how you engage and how you enjoy wow. youth ministry. And so uh, if I could get a teenager to walk away, you know, Colorado uh, is the leading uh, state for suicide you know, in, in the country. And so... Um, I, I got sick and tired of doing uh, teenage suicide funerals. And uh, and so I'm like, man, if a teenager can walk away and be like, my life matters, I have value. Um, I don't know if I believe in this Jesus quite yet, but I know that like I'm loved and that's success for us. Uh, internship, uh, our philosophy is, is leading is serving. Uh, and so if, if you want to be a, a leader, you're going to learn how to serve. And so you're going to be first to the event. You'll be last to leave. Uh, you don't walk, walk by a uh, full trash can um, and you wash feet. And just like David, uh, you bring the sandwiches to your brothers. That's kind of like my new tagline in life right now is I'm just bringing the sandwiches. Because they're um, hungry. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so uh, I think that we think front lines uh, and, and being the person on it, we just have such a misconstrued, uh, perception of what success in ministry looks like. And so uh, teaching our interns that uh, that leading is serving. Uh, and then for 20s is make your mark. Uh, you have been gifted, you've been set apart. And just like in Acts, it says the world took notice by, by their boldness. 
And so trying to get young adults, like the world is watching. So if you want them to take notice, uh, you need to live with the boldness and make your mark in, in this world today. Uh, so that's kind of, so your life matters, leading is serving and, and make your mark. Those are kind of, that's awesome. Yeah. Andrew, that's amazing. And I think that'll be helpful to a lot of listeners, um, trying to discover what do we do about internships? It's yeah. not just, it's more than chairs, it's service yeah. mm-hmm. and it's so much more than setup. It's service and over youth, man, your life matters. Every yeah. life mattered to Jesus. So it matters to us and and leaving your mark, I think young adults so desperately long for purpose. Yeah. They, they long to be a part of something that's greater than themselves. And so to, to make your mark, now's the time. You're born for such a time as this, mm-hmm. not by accident. And so let me ask you this, Andrew, how has your time, nine years as a youth pastor, and it was at first in one setting and then multi-site, but how, how has that impacted your burden and anguish for young adults? Yeah, uh, I, I think that they're just teenagers, just a little bit older. <laughs> uh, and so so they, they need a lot of grace and they need a lot of uh, support. They need a lot of truth. Uh, and, and so I, I think when I, I look at them in this lens of men, it's a, it's a tough time of life. Um, like the book Defining Decade. If, mm. if, you, if you haven't read that as a young adult pastor or a youth pastor, it's a secular wow. book, but it's a great book, Defining Decade. And it's this woman who is a therapist for uh, all sorts of people, but she talks to many people in her 30s and started doing these studies of like, wow. why do you feel the way that you do in your 30s right now? Uh, and it's because your 20s is a defining decade. Um, so much of what takes place in your life happens in there. And so it's really difficult to navigate. And so how do I navigate um, marriage, potential of marriage and new career in college? There's so many things. And so they just need people who are going to rally with them and be a part of their lives and get in the trenches with them. If if, if you're not a person who's, who's not really interested in getting in the trenches, Youth ministry and young adult ministry, I don't think is for you. Right. Uh, it's, it takes like the nitty gritty and still with youth ministry, I believe that you chase students. So you text them, you find your students, you text them every week. And with young adults, it's kind of the same thing for me. I'm chasing young adults and I'm driving them nuts. I'm probably getting <laughs> blocked by people, but um, I, there's so much going against them. And so I feel like uh, that's my burden. I got I to gotta chase. And when I meet someone, I'm going to take them out the coffee and I'm going to get their number and I'm going to text them if I didn't see them at Young Adults that week. And that, that, that's amazing. important to me. I think it's an yeah. amazing structure because we know that God chases us down. And obviously yeah. as leaders, we, we want to chase those people down, even if they are wanting to block us. But the thing is that we've learned in Young Adult Ministry, they love it. They yeah. love when you have a cup of coffee with them. They love when you have their phone number saying, hey, we missed you at wow. Bible study. Hey, wow. we missed you at Young Adult Night. We missed you at this event. Because we as leaders may be the only thing that's consistent in their life. Yeah. And they may, we may think that maybe they just don't care. But the thing is, when you know a tragedy happens in their family or a loss or um, a success or something, they know that we will be there to celebrate with them, pray with them, cry with them, whatever they need as a leader. And sometimes it's just us creating opportunities of conversation to know that, hey, it's a two-way street. I've got your number, but you've also got mine. So that's super fun yeah. to hear chasing them down. Well, and if you I can have just... Time, you have time for that. Like, 
if you don't think you have time, make time. Like my, my young adult staff, every person, a requirement every week, you have to, you have to meet a new person and take them out uh, for coffee every single week. So uh, if, if you're like, man, I just preach every week, I don't have time. Well, then find guest speakers or something uh, because just like you, they're going to remember the time you took with them far more than they'll remember your sermon. And so, um, so you have to figure out how to make time because you don't make time, you'll lose the burden. And, and you need to know what's going on in your, your young adult's life. Cause how many times we get prepared to preach? And I'm like, I don't really even know what they need. I haven't been talking with them. And so if you want to preach effectively and be effective as a communicator and how you engage with your young adults, you need to know what's going on in their lives. So you need to meet with them, call them, yada, 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 all the stuff. (laughs) And if I can just jump in, I would say that that is worth this episode right there. Because if you can have a heart for your young adults, everyone listening to notice when they're gone and to send a text, that's worth this episode right now. Mm -hmm. And to take time out of your busy week, get out of the office, go have coffee with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we absolutely love your heart already. Um, We know that you've had this new role. Maybe you're still trying to discover and uncover what God has for you, for the young adults, and just all those different components that are obviously moving probably quickly around you. Um, But can you share, Andrew, like, what is your vision for young adult Red Rocks ministry as of now? Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I I think for us, I think we've really decided and honed in as we've kind of decided like our marketing, how we're going to do our marketing strategy um, is we want to help you to find your purpose, your passion and your person. And if you, if you can figure those out in a healthy way, man, your life will look very, very different. So who, who am I? What do I do? And who do I do it with? Um, And so those are in a roundabout way, how we're always going to be preaching and so, man, if I can help you gain, like, your purpose and understand, like, why you're here, why you're created, um, it's going to influence your passions because your passions will will fit into yeah. that purpose. And then you're going to start aligning your life with that person that you might want to spend the rest of your life with or your group of friends that's going to kind of align with that passion and that same purpose. So if you miss one of those it could really send you into a, a downward spiral. And so we, we have a deep conviction to help you figure those three things out. And so in a roundabout way, you'll, you'll hear us preaching about those kind of things. And so it kind of helps us stay in line a little bit of, of what we're trying to accomplish when we do retreats or a conference, or we preach or we do life group launches or whatever. Um, those are our three, our three main things. That's awesome. Oh, my word. Find your purpose, find your passion and find your person. And Andrew, you have a team and great leaders. I I love saying, show me your team and I'll show you your dream. Can it be a reality? We can't do things alone. Things of eternal significance are accomplished through the person of Jesus, the winning team, and then surrounding Ephesians 4, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And so I'm going to ask you about your team recognizing that you have a multi-staff team, but this could be transferable to the person in a rural setting who has a multi-volunteer team or a person at a multi-site church. Mm -hmm. They could have a multi-staff team or a multi-intern team, um, even a multi-young adult team. I I don't think that just paid staff is the end answer or volunteer staff or even part-time staff, but um, 
from staff, volunteers, mm-hmm. interns? How do you approach your team? What does that look like and how do you lead them? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think burden has to lead. If you don't have a burden, it's, it's going to affect how you, I've heard before, if you want to plan a church, you don't know what city to go for, pray for a burden for that city. And so if, if you lack burden for youth kids, you probably shouldn't join that team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you lack a burden for, for young adults, um, it doesn't matter what you look like, how cool you are or aren't. Um, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you have a burden, you'll be affected. Um, and so burden, uh, we look for gifts that, that we don't have, right? I mean, that, that's probably leadership 101 of, of surround yourself with people that are better than you. Yep. And I think leaders are really afraid to put people around that are better than them. I look for preachers and communicators to stand on the stage that I stand on that are better than me because it challenges me and it gives people a different worldview and perspective. And we look for people who are willing to have fun. Man, if a young adult or a youth student can walk away and feel the energy and excitement, man, sometimes we make church so emo sometimes and so emotional. And I think we're just playing into their emotions of what they already feel. And so I think sometimes we have to turn that on their head a little bit. And so looking for staff and volunteers and people who are a part of our team um, that have a burden, they have gifts that I don't have, and they're just, they're ready to have some fun and enjoy and not endure and be like, I'm here again. Uh, sometimes it feels like that, especially with youth kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do another seventh grade uh, guys life group, but uh, yeah. So I think that those are some of the things that we really, and work ethic is obviously um, top of there, but. That's so good. Well, obviously you believe in this next generation and um, we believe that God has given you specific insight as a leader and for this generation and also this demographic. And what is or what are some of the primary issues maybe that you're seeing in your teens or maybe that you're seeing in the 20-somethings and what are they dealing with? Yeah, I think it's that that tension of, of being in the world and not of it. Um, I find with a lot of young adults that they really love Jesus. They really love Jesus, but they also really love things that aren't of Jesus. Right. And so, so trying to like navigate that and, and help them uh, understand and see things a little bit deeper. I think that Gen Z loves to imitate, love to imitate. We, um, with YouTube and, and TikTok and all these things, like we love to be imitators. And so, trying to help them understand the greatest thing you could imitate is Jesus Christ. And, and if you really want the world to take notice, imitate Jesus. Um, if you really want to be countercultural, imitate Jesus. And so I think that's, that's the tension that I find a lot of young adults in. And so we, we try to speak to that often. That's a perfect way of putting it. I think that's the identity crisis, identity crisis that we've been trying to identify of how do we put words to something that we're seeing in Gen Z or maybe at the very end of the millennials kind of fading into that uh, Gen Z. So that makes complete sense. Well, and I can't get past this one question, Andrew. So I, forgive me, it's off our script. Oh, that's great. But uh, I was sitting in our home last night and I was watching um, part of worship of your service last night at Red Rocks for young adults and then your your message. And I could not get past just this concept of the presence of God. Yeah. And my prayer for every group listening, every group is that the presence of God would be 
just dripping in their ministry. It would be so evident for the outsider, for the person seeking, for the person whose world is shaken and hurting, but they can encounter the tangible manifest manifest presence of God and omnipresence of God. And can you talk about maybe it's worship, message, but prayer, um, the presence of God was just so evident. And can you talk about that in our, in your ministry? Yeah, um, I think it's that that saying that I definitely didn't make up, but uh, we say it a lot and we pray it a lot. It's presence over presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, pe- people will, they, they might remember a really cool presentation, but our world today, I mean, I went to a Taylor Swift concert and I was like, I'll remember that presentation. But you were, I mean, we, the Red Rocks Amphitheater is right down the street from us. So people can get an amazing presentation for 25 bucks anywhere they want. Um, so most people walk away and probably not remember your presentation, but they'll remember a presence. They'll remember a feeling of that. Um, you can have great presentation and, and zero life change. You could have great presence and no presentation and you can have life changes. So wow. that, that for us, I think being at a church of our size that has the resources, you can get really caught up. And we have in many moments uh, where I'm like, man, that was a great presentation, but I don't feel like anything happened. And then you have those weeks where sound doesn't work and lights flicker and all these things, but the presence of God is there and people walk away like, dude, best night ever. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's what we pray for often is, Lord, let your presence precede any kind of presentation that we can create. That's beautiful. Amen. Yeah. That's so good. Well, obviously, we don't want to put on a show, and we, but we do want to encounter the presence of God, and yeah. we just love that you're able to share that right on the spot, even though Josiah is off script, but that's perfect. <laughs> Josiah threw me for a loop, bro. I love it. I love it. Keep everybody on their toes. But, Andrew, one thing that we see a lot in young adult ministry is um, now that we're on a campus and we are not under or in the church as pastors, we're on campus as pastors or community advisors or however you want to view us, um, we're seeing a lack of connection from, you know, Chi Alphas or crew or InterVarsity. Um, and on campuses, lots of things can be happening, but they're not getting connected to the local church. Yeah. So there's like this disconnect that our, pr- our prayer and also a fear is like we never want a campus ministry of ours that we're leading to become a replacement for the church. We right. want to partner with the church. So how can young adult ministries partner effectively with local churches and specifically help um, transition youth students into successful adulting while following Christ? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. I would, I would say... Uh, for and I, I can speak to our context, and, and so do. if you're yeah. listening from another context, I guess just kind of put it into whatever you want. But I, I think for us, we view young adult ministries, we're one room of the house, and we are there to serve the entire house and push people to love and engage with the entire house. And I think what we do is we just create so many silos, we can create silos with uh, parachurches. We can create silos within our own church where the youth ministry operates under their own uh, their own wing and young adult ministries operate under, under their own wing. And I, I think that that's a major misrepresentation of what the Lord wants for you. If, if your ministry isn't falling in line first with, with God's vision for, for the, the church, 
And also, if, if you if your ministry doesn't fall in line with your lead pastor's vision for the church, you're going to find this constant tension, and God honors honor. Mm -hmm. So when we honor God with our ministry and we push people to the church, we honor our lead pastor with our ministry, you're going to start to see a, a major shift. Um, so I think for us, like for young adults, we, we're hands and feet of our church. So ministries know if we need volunteers or we're doing this thing, they ask us and they know that that week, no matter what, we will announce for them. Um, they can set up a booth at any point during our service. And so that, that's really important for me and young adults to see like, hey, this is much bigger than this. Uh, go to church on the weekend, get involved, serve in Kids Rock. Um, our youth has a conference this week, and so we're going to all be a part of this thing. So so I, th I think for us, if you could just really picture this house, God's church, and I'm just one little room, but I need to be a part of family dinner, and I need Good. to be a part of movie night and be a part of the, the entire environment. If not, I think I think you're missing it. And you're going to end up being frustrated with your lead pastor and he'll be frustrated with you. And uh, ministry is tough enough. Uh, so let's let's be unified and do this thing together and, and know, know your place and know your role will help you a lot. When you said family dinner, you had my attention. <laughs> no, you had my attention the whole time. But I, I love that picture of God's house as a family. There's yeah. every generation is represented at Thanksgiving and a feast or a family dinner. And so... We're serving best our students and our young adults when we're connecting them with God's house that's intergenerational. Mm -hmm. And Andrew, that's amazing. So yeah. Red Rocks Young Adults has a fantastic presence in person. I've not been there yet, but I can, I can tell. And also online. And then lastly, through social media and YouTube. And in fact, you're the first young adult ministry that I've seen that live streams on Facebook. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, but how can we as ministry leaders leverage the tools that God's given us, our church, the ministries that we lead for his glory and for the benefit of those that we serve? Yeah, um, I, I, I think, first of all, I think like treating them for what they are, that they're just tools. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they shouldn't be like the hill that we die on. I think that sometimes... We get so, and I, I, I fully believe in, um, in the presence of social media and those kind of things. But I think that, man, there are hills that we sometimes die on. And we, we put so much um, engagement in our, in our weekly engagement on social media, and we lack our engagement personally, interpersonally, and on our, our weekly events. So um, I, I do think that they're, they're very important, but I think that they have a place. And I think that sometimes we put social media and some of those tools on a pedestal and we live and die by them. And we put a lot of time, a lot of resources into that. And so I think for us, it's important to, to leverage those because there are a lot of people that that's our world that we live in. You know, when I was a youth pastor, um, you know, we did Snapchat and that was, that was part of what we did. Teenagers didn't really engage with Instagram much. With young adults, it's much more Instagram that we're, we're yeah. they engage far more with that. So you have to know your audience, know what they want, know the platforms that they're on, um, but also um, have some balance with it. Uh, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. <laughs> some of you might feel different. But. Oh, and that's so good. And, and I think the direction that I was just thinking is um, services are happening, life groups are happening, and there's content 
already existing. And if we can utilize the content in person and we can also repurpose it for an online web presence and just repackage the same content, it's not much extra work to just put it over here and put it over here. But I I guarantee there's people who've probably come because they've seen it online. Absolutely. That's so good. Well, speaking of social media and speaking of just those different dynamics of how we can leverage the tools that God has given us while building his kingdom and not our own, um, what is God specifically downloading to you currently, Andrew, and what are you asking God for? Yeah, um, my biggest thing right now is, God, just help me enjoy um, this season of life. I just... I, I. I was in a really tough season there for about like a year and a half and it's just so stressed and so anxious. And, um, I just feel like the Lord has really been speaking to me like, God, like help me just enjoy, um, enjoy my family. I'm going to work hard, but you know, when, when the time's up of the day, I'm going to go and I'm going to go to the gym, take care of myself. I'm going to go home and turn off my phone and be with my family. Um, I'm not going to stress as much about preaching. Like God, God loves the young adults far more than I do. And I'm just going to trust that he's going to like speak to me and he's going to speak to them. And, um, I just feel like we live in a world that is so anxious and depressed and so emotional and so overwhelmed. And I don't want to be like another statistic with that. Cause I was for a while. Mm-hmm. And so right now I just feel like God's like, Andrew, I just want you to be present and enjoy when you're home, be present with your, with your son, with your wife. When you're at work, be present with them. Um, yeah, so that's that's probably my, my big thing right now. Andrew, that's amazing. The, the one word that keeps resurfacing during our time here today is presence. Yeah. God's presence. Um, yeah. Online presence, um, ministry, the Holy Spirit presence, as well as just being present wherever we are being present in the moment enjoying the moment being present with family being present at work and and let me ask you this if if somebody handed you a microphone right now and said you could share one message with our generation yeah what would it be uh i I think it would be um to for them to think about before you were born god already had planned what he wanted you the purpose that he wanted you to fulfill and then he created you with those talents and that personality and those gifts to fulfill that mm-hmm. um and so chase that chase uh chase your purpose uh dig deep into who you are and what god gifted you with and the more you do that the more at peace you're going to be with yourself and the more effective you're going to be for the kingdom of god uh and so don't get too caught up in what could be, get caught up in what is and who he called you to be and how he set you to be. And so, man, if, if you could just chase your your purpose and figure out your passion <laughs> and who you want to do life with, uh, man, it'll, it'll just let you be at peace with yourself and the world around you and you'll just be far more effective. That's perfect. There's lots of peas we're talking about too. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm free. <laughs> oh my gosh. But Andrew, we've come, we are not God, but we did plan something for you today. And that is we've come to the segment of five in five. Yeah. So we're gonna ask five questions in hopefully five minutes. We're kind of rapid fire. So I'll kick us yeah. off. So what has surprised you about young adult ministry and the next generation the most? 
Yeah, I think uh, their eagerness for the Holy Spirit. Good. It's it's just something that I, I'm seeing, and I think people are starting to desire greater gifts. And so we're trying to figure out how to navigate that best um, in a healthy manner. But you can tell there's there's an eagerness when they show up on a Thursday night and an anticipation for God to move. And so that's why I feel a heavy burden when I preach every week. Um, like they're ready to receive, they're ready to learn and grow and they're eager for it. Uh, and so I think trying to set, set the tone and set the platform for, for that to happen. That's, it surprised me, but it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, a hunger for the Holy Spirit in our, our day and our age, let it be. So Andrew, what's your favorite event you've ever done and why? Yeah, I think, I think retreats. I think that our, uh, our culture has isolation and, and solitude. Uh, combined mm. uh and so so i think teaching people in a retreat like this is what solitude means when you get away with the lord we live in in the what the most lonely uh lonely time that we've ever experienced the most connected but most lonely and so people isolate and avoid and hide mm. and so teaching them that you can do solitude with jesus but within community as well and so i think retreats getting people away for a couple of days the lord just shows up and some wild ways so awesome so yeah. retreats there's lots of time to relax and rejuvenate yes. and lots of stories can change so andrew what is your favorite story of life change that you've experienced yeah uh one of one of my good buddies who uh who was in prison for 10 months on a drug bust called me like the day he got out and wanted to intern. And I was like, no way, dude, we can't have this guy intern with us. <laughs> uh, so I said no to him. I'm so sorry. It's horrible. I said no to him. Uh, I'm a human. And uh, and then God just like a couple weeks later, like threw his name into my face. And I called him. He became an intern. Uh, and then he was a resident with us. God radically changed his life. And now seeing him uh, just watch a video of him, him preaching on the weekend this past weekend at a church that he's at in Tulsa and uh man like the 180 is so beautiful and those stories are all over at every church and that's that's just one but yeah I I love it and we live for those moments of life change and we celebrate them as success but one of the hidden friends that we've discovered in life and in ministry sometimes is failure. So yeah. Andrew, if you will, this is actually Mike and I's favorite question that we, <laughs> we ask. We like to learn. We're lifelong learners. <laughs> we, we love to ask this question because it's honest, it's vulnerable, it's transparent. Yeah. Would you be willing to let us in on one of the most epic failures you've ever experienced in ministry? Yeah, uh, I think that thinking because I was a pastor, I couldn't let people into my darkness. Mm. Um, I, I, I grew up feeling that I had to protect my image and I always said I was in the image protection agency, uh, <laughs> for, for 28 years of my life, I didn't let people in sin patterns. Um, cause I felt like if I let people in then I would, um, face consequences and I would lose everything that I had. And then one day I felt like God was like, do you trust that what you lose I'll replace with something better? And so um, I exposed some really ugly stuff in my life and um, people rallied around me and I did counseling for a year and a half. And um, I feel so much more effective. My weakness was not an indictment um, on who I am and what God called me to be. 
And that was part of why I did, I wanted to jump into young adult ministry because I just gone through such a crappy season of life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just felt like, okay, you know what I want to use now, like, I'll be darned if what the enemy tried to use to take me out, like I'm not going to use now to like scream it from the rooftop. So, so now I'm saying things from stage that I wouldn't have told people in private. Um, and because, and so I, I'm just trying to learn that lesson, help our interns, help our young pastors that we're raising up and mentoring of allow us. And if your marriage gets tough, it's okay. You're not going to be punished for it, right. but let us come around you. Uh, and so that there's power in, in, in weakness and, rallies you to God and it rallies you to other people. So I wish I would have learned that a long, long time ago. So if you're listening, you're a pastor, um, you're not effective like God has called you to be right now because you're not allowing people in. And you have to trust that what you give up, God will replace with something better. Uh, So don't live in that shame anymore, whatever it is. Find people that you trust and let them in, get counseling, whatever you need to do. So uh, that was my biggest failure, but my biggest success by far. Uh, I wouldn't buy it for a nickel, but I want to trade it for a million bucks. So, yeah. <laughs> and we know that yeah. God takes those bitter, sweet moments and or bitter moments and turns them into something sweet. And when we yeah. let Him do that and we let Him in, He will replace those things. Yep. So, Andrew, yeah. thank you for being vulnerable and sharing. And maybe that would have been your advice for young adult pastors um, or leaders. But I'm gonna ask if you will answer this one as well. Yeah. Last question. If you could tell a group of college pastors and young adult leaders one thing, what would you leave them with? Yeah, uh, it kind of, uh, Mike, you kind of heard me talk about it a little bit last night. Uh, don't be afraid to speak the truth because uh, Jesus was full of grace and he was full of truth. And I think that we we live in a, in a culture today, Generation Z, they're saying it's the most accepting generation, right? So, uh, they, they, millennials were the most, uh, interracial marriages. So generation Z is the most interracial families. Uh, they, they have grown up with, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. They've grown up with, uh, homosexual marriage as, as something that, uh, is, is a proof. So they've grown up in a world where things are just, this is just how it is. And so they're the most accepting generation, which is beautiful. We need to engage with that and uh, be excited for that. We could see racism knocked out in America through Generation Z. I really believe it. Um, but there, there's not a lot of absolute truths. And so, but they're, they're weirdly searching for it. And so don't be afraid to stand up on that stage and, with, and full of grace, but full of truth mm-hmm. and because that's what Jesus was, and that's what attracted people to Jesus. Because a lot of people who are full of truth are bitter and angry and mean about it. But if you can figure out that line of someone to walk away and feel like, man, they they challenged me, but they loved me. Holy cow. So don't be afraid to, to walk down that road. Don't be afraid to, to take a stand for the things that like you believe in. And because I think I think people respect that. Mm-hmm. That's me. That's my context. So uh do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh my word. What a fantastic, fun conversation. Yeah, Andrew, thank you. thank you so much for this great conversation and for spending time with Mike and I, but with our audience today. And you can find out more if you're listening about Andrew Matrone, Red Rocks Church, and Red Rocks Young Adults when you connect with us on our website, youngadults.today, as well as across all social media platforms. It's at youngadults.today. 
So until next time, this is Josiah and Micah Keneally hosting Young Adults About Today with Andrew Matrone. Thank you guys. Plug me in. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.